Hello, and welcome to Mama's Nightmare. Come join us as we talk about anything from moms that murder, family murderers, kids being kidnapped and or murdered, or even being killers, which are all a Mama's Nightmare. I'm Rhonda. I'm Alicia, and we're a mother-daughter duo giving you our spin on these nightmares from a mom's perspective. Today, we're going to be talking about the murder of Adrian Reynolds. I'm Rhonda, a mother of two and a grandmother of four. I work full-time for a well-known app. I'm obsessed with true crime podcasts, shows, and documentaries. I'm Alicia, a wife and a stay-at-home mom of three who just started listening to true crime podcasts, but I love watching documentaries and thrill-seeking movies with my husband. I'm the one that suggested that we start a podcast since we love to discuss these nightmares, and of course, I think people need to hear our opinion on them. Today, we're going to be discussing a mom's worst nightmare. Your teenage daughter not showing up for work and not knowing where she is. Trigger warnings for this episode are murder and dismembering of a body. Thanks for joining us. Now grab yourself a caramel latte and let's talk about a nightmare. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, before we get jumping into that, let's start off by thanking, thanking some new members. We have fi- we've got a new listener in russia Ooh, that's interesting i kind of like that russia i know we're super excited right we're branching out out of the united states we are and so far we've been keeping a kind of a steady um followers throughout the i mean i don't know for sure if it's the same people or not but it's we're still getting the same amount of downloads in each area of the state yeah in the states and stuff so that's great so we don't want to make anybody out there think that we're not appreciative of them because we are every person that listens we're really excited still um when especially when we're seeing them coming back that's cool but we are not the greatest at we've discussed this this week we're not the greatest at the advertising and building up of this thing of this Mm -hmm. podcast so, for anybody that's listening, and you're listening on a regular basis, if you enjoy it, please tell your friends about us and share it with us, with them. We are trying to do a few little, we're trying to boost some of the podcast episodes with Facebook and Instagram and stuff now. But, um, apparently, advertising is not my forte. It is not mine either. And we do have a Facebook and Instagram. It is at Mama's Nightmare Pod. Pretty much, you pop it in and it'll come right up. Yeah. Um, and I also put it in our link. In our... Um, in our show link. Yes, thank you. In our description. So there in you go. In our description. Yes. So, now we know that this is not the same one that we were supposed to be doing as of last week yeah. episode. Um, That's my bad. Yeah. My mom hurt herself. Well, it was not me. <laughs> Mama hurt herself a while back, but it just keeps getting worse and worse. And so, um, back in November, back in, I moved into this tiny house in like October, and back in November, I fell and hit my shoulder. And I've been going to the doctor since probably January for it, because, yes, that's right, I'm stubborn. And, um, So, I was having some shots in it, the cortisone shots in it and stuff. And that helped the first month. And then, the I think you'd go like every three months. And in April when I went, it didn't do anything. So, then when I went back this time, they're going to do an MRI. So, I'm waiting on that. But I've just been in a lot of pain. And I it's really hard for me to concentrate on a project when it's like that. I've even had to take several days off of work and like half days or something like that. So, yeah. I am yeah, so. ready to get this over with and done with. But, unfortunately, it's just in the process of getting started. Yeah. So, instead of doing her case, we're going to be doing mine, which is Adrienne Reynolds. Um, I have not found out a lot about her. I mean, there's not a lot of podcasts about her or documentaries. Nothing on this. Mm-hmm. But it was considered a very brutal murder. So. Well, I know I've never heard of it. And so... 
I like when you bring something like last week when you brought Ocean Ride. I'd never heard her either. But I'm going to say it took me a while to get over it. I want to say to get over it, but I'm not over it, you know, and I don't ever want to be over it when it's something like that. That's so senseless. But that feeling of. But but I cried for hours afterwards and was really, (laughs) you know, and and because it was was the first time I'd ever heard about it. She was very mean to me over this. I was. And today, and by the way, today we are back at, uh, at remote podcasting too. So, so last week sorry. we were in the same room so I could be mean to her right afterwards. Today yeah. we'll be off so I won't be able to be mean to her. I'll have to just fuss it myself no, I can, and I can Felix is going to have to take the brunt of it. Yeah. Felix will take the brunt of it today. Yeah. He so, will be the one that has to listen to me complain. With us being remote we don't know how great the sound quality is. It's not as great as it would be with us being in the same room. We apologize. We're trying to work on it. Um, yeah. The app that we're and using sometimes for there's... it, it's, it lags a little. That's what I was going to say. Sometimes we have a lag, so we may talk over each other not knowing it. So... It's it's kind of it does make it difficult. That's why we're trying to whenever I go down to do more, uh, to do a couple at a time. So I'll be going down next weekend. So next week we should have uh, we should be in the same room again and doing it. So yeah. the key that will is help. to see if I can get a bunch of these cases stories lined together. Up. Yeah, the more we can research, the better we can then we can do them all. It's not a problem of taping them. It's a problem of getting the research done on them all. Yeah, when we decided to do a podcast, I thought it was just going to be, you know, something fun. We're just going to sit here and chat about some crime. I did not know how much research was going to be put into these. It is. It is. And you listen to other podcasts and you think, wow, this is... Hey, I could do that. I know. I Because... I watch documentaries and I do a lot of that stuff anyway. And I listen to so many of different podcasts. I listen to a ton of different ones every week. And so you hear a lot of the same ones. So I know them when they start, when they're going, oh, well, I'm going to, we're going to tell you about such and such today. And so I'm like, okay, I know about that one. Let's see what your take is on it. And I may not learn a new fact or so about each one of them. But then when you start going into them and you're like, you know, I don't, I want to do one that I haven't heard that often or I haven't heard of at all. So then I start researching into it and looking into it and I'm like, oh wow, there's a lot that goes into this. I there's can't, a lot. Um, and I'm it hoping... takes it takes a good two weeks of just doing this one case. Yeah. To get it together, you know. Well um, my hope is because my children are going back to school. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of a break, so hopefully I can get more done when it comes to doing these research. Hopefully, I'm not quite sure, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, my time is still limited because I still work. Mm -hmm. I'll probably be picking up more of the slack when it comes to the research. Yeah, and I work work 10 to 7, so there's like... Not a lot of, it's a, it's a long day. So there's not a lot of time in the morning. And then when you get off of work, you're just done for the day. I'm done with computers by the time I get by seven o'clock. So unless I can get up and get started in the morning, which is also when I have to do everything else that I need to do. So, you know, yes, I can make excuses all day. All day long. We all All day and twice on Sunday. All right, so are we ready to get into this mother's nightmare? I am, because you have, as we discussed it just a minute ago, you have been very secretive on this one, and I don't know anything about it, and um, I'm ready to hear about it. It had a dateline. I mean, it was, at the time, very big, but then it died off, which shouldn't be the case. This happened in 2005, so. Okay. All right. You ready? I'm ready. 
Alright, let's, let's get into do this thing. Mama's Nightmare. Okay, Adrian Reynolds was born on September 12, 1988 in Longview, Texas to a Carolyn Franco and a Tony Reynolds, which I believe they were married at the time. They just aren't married now. Okay. Hence the, hence the names. In November of 2004, Adrian was six years, uh, 16 years old, and she wasn't happy living in Longview, Texas anymore. Does not go into specifics on it. She just was not liking it down there, so she decided she was going to move to East Milan. I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Illinois. Milan. Is it M-I-L-A-N? M-O-L-I-A. Uh, oh my gosh. M-O-L-I-N-E. Malign, I guess. Malign. 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 Yeah, Malign. Yeah. Okay. I can definitely so, hear you. <laughs> yeah, he's um, something else. He's got his little toy and he's uh, he's laying down now, so maybe he'll stop. Um, I can see it out of the corner of my eye when he's flipping it. Um, but, so, she was living with mom in Texas? Yes. She was living with her mom in Texas, and now she is moving in with her father and stepmother. Okay. So, I'm just going to say that at 16, there's any number of things that could have been why she's not happy living in Longview, Texas. Uh, with a 16-year-old girl. Yeah. It could um, be a boyfriend broke up with her. It could be... You know, anything. All it says is that she wanted a new life, new friends, new school, and a new job. She moved in with her father, Tony Reynolds, and her mother, and her stepmother, Joanne Reynolds. Okay. So, she started out high school there in Illinois, but she was having a very hard time with her new school. She didn't really have any interest in academics. All she knew is that she wanted to join the Marines. She also okay. loved to sing and perform. She had a beautiful voice, and she wanted to become the next American, uh, American Idol. Well, didn't every 16... Doesn't every 16-year-old girl still? Yes. So, um, she was a huge fan of a band called Insane Clown Posse. Um, I had to do research on what? that. Never heard of them. Yeah. Um, she loved to wear black, and she loved to wear face paint, which is what Insane Clown Posse has. They paint their faces like a clown. Oh. And, um, okay. Yeah. It's definitely not my forte of rap. I mean, I have a variety of music that I listen to, but that is definitely something I would not... I'm not a music buff, period, but I don't know. I, clowns can kind of freak you out, depending. You know, if I'm in a circus and I see a clown, I'm okay. But if I'm just, like, on the street and see somebody walking around with clown face paint on, I'm going to be a little freaked out. I ain't going to lie to you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The, the music was very vulgar and very... It is definitely something I wouldn't want my teenager listening to. That's mm. definitely for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't even hardly listen to it. I just had to turn it off. But um, we'll get a little bit more into them in just a second. So okay. since Adrian was having a hard time in school, they decided to enroll Adrian into Black Hawk College Outreach Center so that she could earn her GED. Um. Adrian met some friends. She met a late a girl named Sarah Kolb, who was 16 at the time, and a Corey Gregory, who was 17. Okay. They all went to Black Hawk College Outreach together. Um, Adrian became close friends with Sarah and uh, Sarah and Corey, and because they had the common interest of that insane clown posse, it's called a jigglette. They identify as a jigglette. Huh. To look up the meaning of this, I mean, I'm really so far behind on this. I don't. And it's called, um, it's called jigglettes. The 
the meaning of it is the fan of a hip-hop group insane clown posse or any other hip-hop group signed to a psychopathic records yeah. uh, that to me is kind of scary that I, i've never heard of them or anything like that and then all of a sudden for these three girls to meet up in uh, two girls and a boy okay so Corey is a boy Corey is a boy Okay, so these two, uh, these two girls and a boy to meet up at a small school and be involved with that same thing. That seems kind of odd to me that it they meet up and they have that and, same. And I'm sure and scary kids histories, people. I mean, yeah, really do your due due diligence when it comes to your kids because they can just. They just find everything so easily. But, um, yeah, so the three started hanging out a lot in school and out of school. Uh, Sarah didn't like the fact that Corey and Adrian would flirt and really became close in their friendship. I don't really know why. Uh, Adrian. So it sounds like Sarah had a crush on Corey and she wasn't real happy that Adrian was getting in yeah. the middle then. It's kind of what it seems like. Um, Adrian developed a crush on Corey, and she actually asked him out on a date. When Sarah found out, she was very upset and extremely jealous. But she was dating someone else at the time. Oh, that doesn't matter when you're 16. If you like somebody else, and somebody else... Now, this girl is getting in on my guy. I am... She's been working him, you know? She's been trying to make him jealous and everything else because he ain't asked her out, and now somebody okay. else comes along. Yeah, yeah, we've all been there. I might be getting old, but I can still remember some tricks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Well, she was very... She was extremely jealous of Adrian um, because she was getting so much attention from the other boys, too. And I guess, you know, girls are... <sighs> girls are girls. They're so mean. They just don't want anybody else having any other attention. Yeah. They're very, they're very jealous. and Well, you I know, Mean Girls was so popular. That movie was so popular because it's so true. It girls so can true. be... Teenage girls can be extremely mean. Not to say that they can't be great friends and you can't, you know, and, and do all that. It's not anything like that. But some of them are just... Horrible. You can get... Yeah. it. I wouldn't want to... I, you could not pay me to go back and be a teenager again. It's just... I know. Everybody, everybody would say, oh, high school is the best years of your life. No. No, it wasn't. No. No. no I would rather not go back. Yeah, I wouldn't want to go back. I mean, I enjoyed what I... I did enjoy my high school years and stuff, but I, you know, I was in a very small Christian school, so there wasn't... I didn't go like you did where there were hundreds in a class. I, You know, there were five in my graduating class. So, you know, it was, it was much so smaller, much more manageable. We yeah. all knew each other, and we, and we all, you know hung out together and we all got along so it wasn't as as big of a deal as it was but you could not pay me to go back and be into a big school like i hear about now you know and and see i i wouldn't i wouldn't want to do it yeah well adrian adrian started going to school um going to school there in november november of 2004 forgot to mention that 2004 so they've been friends for about a month in December of 2004, Sarah and Adrian got into a huge fight around Christmas break. After having some time apart, Adrian apologized to Sarah and tried to fix their friendship. But Sarah wasn't so forgiving. How does that I mean, that sounds like every teenage girl. Yeah, I mean... Having a fight with your although, best friend. Although, yeah, I mean, but... As parents, we don't worry about it too much because usually it's like, okay, so you fought. You'll get over it. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. It's just one of those things. And it doesn't sound like this You're fighting over is... a boy. You're, you'll be fine. Right. 
This boy will be over it. He probably doesn't like either one of you. Go on and it's not, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, don't let a boy get in between your friendship. Yeah. So this was happening, I guess, uh, right around Christmas break. All of that. So Sarah started to pretend to be friendly with Adrian, but she was actually writing in her journal about killing Adrian and telling other friends that she was going to. But they just thought she was joking and didn't take her seriously. See, I don't, I know as a teenager, if that had happened to me, I would be like, and, and my friend was telling me, I, you know, I think I'm going to kill her. I wouldn't think anything about it either. But now that I am into true crime and, and researching all this stuff, I'm like, girl, time. no, go tell them, tell somebody. Yeah, that's the first thing you, that's the first thing you start thinking about is like, oh my goodness. No, I need to She's going to kill her. We got to, yeah. She's really going to kill her then. <sighs> Okay, so here we go. On January 21st, 2005. So this is, I mean, she's only been in that, she's only been in Illinois for two months. Yeah. Adrian Reynolds was invited to go to lunch with her friends, Corey Gregory and Sarah Kolb at Taco Bell. While Corey Gregory was driving to Taco Bell, Sarah and Adrian started having an argument. In Sarah, it, this is in Sarah's car, but Corey was driving. Okay. When they got to Taco Bell, the girls' argument became very physical and quickly turned for the worst. Sarah and Adrian started hitting each other, and that's when Corey decided he was going to help Sarah. By holding Adrian down while Sarah was beating Adrian with a wooden, uh, with like a wooden stick or a rod or something sarah said reported that she just carried it for protection um okay that's a little scary that she carries this thing around um they got adrian restraint in the back seat of the car sarah removed her belt and strangled aaron uh, adrian to death (gasps) in the taco bell parking lot in the Taco Bell parking lot. This all happened in the Taco Bell parking lot. I love Taco Bell. Like, this has been very difficult for me because I love Taco Bell. At lunchtime. At lunchtime. How much lunchtime. traffic is in a Taco Bell parking lot at lunchtime? Have you ever been to a Taco Bell at lunchtime? Um, ours is booming. <laughs> I mean, it the line is... to get through. Right. Even the drive through line is around the building. Yeah. And people going in and out. I live yeah. in a small town and it's busy at yeah, lunchtime. I don't know how small this this area is of Illinois. But I've been to Illinois. I loved it. It was beautiful. And they had a bunch of little small towns. That's kind of like what I think. Of, that it was like a little small town like it is here. And yeah. they had, were at the Taco but, Bell. And even that's what I'm saying. Even in a small town, even in a small town that like I live in, and it's busy at lunchtime. So it's got to have been at least that busy. You know, who can? How do you not notice somebody beating somebody to death in the back seat of a car, and not call somebody? Well, evidently they were beating her outside the car. Then they put her in the vehicle. Oh my gosh! And used a belt. To strangle her to death. Like that's a And nobody brutal... called the police? It doesn't look like it. Oh. So. Sarah and Corey had just killed Adrian Reynolds. The two dro- uh, drove out of the parking lot. Of Taco Bell. To a more private area. To remove Adrian's body. And to place her into the trunk of the vehicle. Yeah. They started looking for a place to dispose of the body. Now, this is where it gets a little gross. Sarah and Corey drove over to Sarah's grandparents' farm. That's where Corey and Sarah tried to set fire to Adrian's lifeless body in hopes that they could, hopes that it would become ashes and be easy to dissolve, to dispose of the ashes, you know? Okay, yeah, they obviously were not very acute at what was going on because it takes 
a lot of firepower to get to to make a body turn into ash. It's, I yeah. mean, the degrees, I can't even remember, but it's like a thousand degrees or something, isn't it, to get yeah, it to it, ash? Yeah, it, it's, 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 I tried to look it up, but I put it in and it won't let me know. So I think it's going, <laughs> because I do all this research, it's like, oh, nope, nope, not going to let you know this. Yeah, I know, we have, uh, I know, I don't ever want to be caught by the police or have anybody have to, to take my laptop because of my search history for things now. Mm, yeah like yes i'm going down and i've done nothing i swear but i mean it can't just be on an open fire i mean it has to be enclosed the heat has to be i mean it takes a lot it takes a a lot to burn a body yeah i mean especially bones and teeth and all of that like all that stuff it's not going to so right yeah yeah evidently (laughs) they didn't realize how hard it was to burn a body it ain't like making a s'mores. And I am not laughing over the fact that they burned her body. I'm just laughing because they're not. No. It doesn't sound like they're that bright. So they had to think of a new plan. Couldn't. So they had to. They had to rethink. I had to. Had to posture on that for a little bit. So around 5 p.m., Tony Reynolds reported his daughter missing since she never showed up for her shift at work. Adrian's father said he. She didn't have many friends, so she's so he suspected foul play in her disappearance. I'm pretty sure he knew, like, she didn't have many friends. She had the fight with Sarah a while back. So right. Who else is she going to go hang out with? Yeah. She's only yeah. been there for a couple of months, so she obviously doesn't know that many people. And Yeah. So, good for you, Daddy, for... Trying to, it is. Trying to find her. It is great that he turned her in. Turned her in so quickly as missing because I don't know. I mean, when you guys were sixteen, I I probably wouldn't have. I'd have been pissed that you weren't picking up the phone when I called or whatever. But I don't think I would have thought about it being that you were missing necessarily at at five o'clock just because you didn't show up for work. Yes, but also we lived in the same place for forever. If, right. If I just moved, like, if yeah, I that's just what I'm moved saying. in I don't with know. you, just moved in with you, though. Right. And then I'm not showing up. I'm not answering my phone. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be right. doing. Yeah, um, when you were like 18 and we moved in and we moved to Alabama and we didn't know anybody at that point, if you had not shown up at 5 o'clock and you'd been not shown up for work and somebody called me, I would have freaked out then. But... At 16, we were in a more air, an area where we were very familiar with, so I wouldn't have done so. Yeah, I can see where he would have turned her in, and it's a, I mean, hey, good for him. He was doing his parenting due diligence there, for sure. Yeah. So, of course, the police are looking into her disappearance, but the day after Adrian's death, Sarah and Corey uh, asked a guy named Nathan got it g-a-u-d-e-t got it sounds like that to me okay he was around the same age 16 he went to school with them um they called him to get rid of the body now nathan nathan has a disturbing obsession with gore animal cruelty and blood so he, wow, what kind of school is this that they go to? Jeez. I don't, I'm thinking it's more of like one of those um, alternative schools. You know, I think you had said something about an alternative school, but when you call it college outreach, it doesn't seem to me like a normal, yeah. like an alternative schools or usually say alternative schools in the name or something to that effect. This seems to me like it's one where they're just, giving them out the GED classes and things to try and get them ready for school, uh, ready for a college classes. I don't yeah, know. That's what this I was is... thinking, but I don't know. Cause these people are like really scary. <laughs> right. This is a scary, scary town. Very scary. Okay. So Nathan, because of all of his obsessions, he decided he was going to use a hacksaw oh, to dismember geez. Adrian's body. <sighs> I know. 
Sarah wanted Corey to help dismember the body, but he refused. He said that this was just, this isn't right. We shouldn't do this. So, Nathan hacked up Adrian's body, cutting off her arms, her legs, and her head, and then disposing of the torso and legs in a ravine attached to the farm. Smart, right? So, they're, they're still at the farm. They, they didn't move the body. The they, okay. Yeah, nope. And then, uh, so, I mean, you're, you're doing this, right? You're just going to dump them on the same place? Grandma I mean, and Grandpa aren't going to notice a torso and... Uh, evidently not. I mean, they didn't notice a body for an entire day. Well, that's true. Of course, I mean, how big is this farm, too? That's... No idea. But they, but they made a, they made a bonfire of sorts trying to burn her i don't know if they did that or if they had like a blowtorch like one of those things and they tried to like burn her body oh maybe Maybe. well then that was real stupid because that's definitely not gonna get it yeah i do have pictures of where where she was burned it does not have her body there it's just a picture of the of the burned area the location the location And it looks like it's on a street. So, I don't know. They're 16. But anyway. They're, they're kind of stupid, but yeah. Yep. So, then they went to McDonald's after they dumped the torso and legs. They went well, to I mean, McDonald's. where else would you go after that? Yeah. And then they went to Black Hawk Historical Site in Rock Island. Uh, and then they burnt... Ooh, that was going to sound country. They, <laughs> like we don't already sound country. Oh, but that sounded really hickish. They buried the rest of Adrian's body several feet below a manhole cover. Wow. Yeah. The police re, uh, searched for any trace of Adrian with no luck. Her family put out hundreds of flyers all around the city and uh, in hopes that somebody would be able to tell them anything. No luck. Uh, they even had, they even talked to Adrian's classmates, and no one could even recall seeing her the day of her disappearance. Oh, great. So she's even, just kind of invisible. Yeah, evidently she's just invisible on this. Mm. A few days later, an anonymous tip came in saying that they saw Adrian at Taco Bell parking lot the day of her disappearance. Did they happen to mention that they saw somebody beating the crap out of her? No. So, the police followed the lead and found out that Adrian Reynolds was at Taco Bell and she was with Sarah Kolb and Corey Gregory. They started looking into the two and took them both in for questioning. Neither one claimed to know anything about Adrian's disappearance. Sarah said that they were with Adrian at Taco Bell, but they picked her up and dropped her off at a, at the local McDonald's. Um, Sarah mm-hmm. told the, yeah, Sarah told the police that her and Adrian had a little argument, but they were okay by the time they dropped her off. So, yeah, a little argument. A little argument yeah. with a stick and a belt. And... Yeah. Sarah, oh. yeah, Sarah Cole is a very manipulative person and didn't have any guilt over what she's done. But Corey did feel guilty. And he couldn't keep Adrian's murder a secret any longer. Under interrogation, Corey Gregory confessed that Sarah Culp strangled Adrian Reynolds in the back of the car and together they dismembered her body. He failed to mention that he held her down while she did it though, right? Okay. I'm not I'm not quite sure. I mean he is stating that he helped with the murder. Okay, well but um Corey did show him where Adrian's decapitated head and arms were at the Black Hawk historical site in the manhole which I have pictures of that too not the body just the place 
And then Corey also brought them to Sarah Cold's grandparents' farm and showed them the rest of Adrian's burned torso and legs. This was enough evidence to put Sarah and Corey away for life, but Corey left out the part about Nathan and his involvement in dismembering Adrian's body. Are you ready for the for the kicker here? Why did he leave them out? I don't know. I guess he was, you know, snitches get stitches kind of thing. Well, he done I mean, snitched be... on her, on Sarah. Yeah, but wouldn't you be a little more scared of him? I mean, he's... Oh, no. He if I'm going down, up. I'm taking everybody with me. I'm taking everybody with me when I go down. Everybody. I'm telling yeah. you, I ain't saving nobody. If I got to go down, everybody going down. <laughs> Watch out, people. Buckle up. <laughs> That's right. We're going for a ride because we all own it together. Yeah. The reason Nathan was caught um, was by his grandmother. She called the police on him. Oh, good for Saying, you, Grandma. Right? You go, woman. Saying that her grandson might have been involved in what uh, might have been involved because she found a bloody hacksaw in her basement. So then the police asked Corey about Nathan's involvement, and he told them that, yes, he was involved. Oh, yeah, he was. Oh, yeah, I remember now. What had yeah, happened was. was. <laughs> See, what happened was. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I just love Oh, y'all found that hacksaw? Hmm. Oh, my bad, my bad. I forgot to mention that one. Didn't I tell you about him? See, what happened was. Yeah. <sighs> Teenagers. Jeez. Of course, the police knew that Sarah Kolb and Corey, and Corey Gregory are the ones that actually killed Adrian Reynolds. But why? Why would these teenagers murder a so-called friend? Um, in Corey's confession, he told the police that Adrian had... Asked Corey out on a date, and when Corey told Sarah about it, she became very angry. Even though Sarah and Corey were never in a, were never romantically involved, but she became very jealous. But she had her own boyfriend. Sarah confessed that she didn't want the new girl, Adrian, to steal her friend away from her. And Corey confessed that the only reason he helped kill Adrian was because he was in love with Sarah. So this is some twisted triangle thing going on. Some love triangle that's twisted all up. Yeah. That Yeah. It is Sarah likes a it likes Corey and Corey likes Sarah, but nobody realizes it until Adrian gets involved. Exactly. It's a it's a mess. And then oh Let's just kill her. And this is and, and this is the thing. It only happens with teenagers that Sarah loves Corey and Corey loves Sarah, but now Adrian asked Corey out and now Sarah's mad and blah blah blah. That only happens in teenage drama. It does. Well, I say that, but there are people who still have have uh, high school drama out of Yes, but they have that it's still that same teenage drama crap though. It's uh, they True. just haven't grown out of it. True. Yeah, it's... There isn't too much on this, so it was very... It, it, it really is, sounds unbelievable that this, this young girl loses her life because she asked a boy, she liked a boy that she was friends with. And there's this little threesome that they have of friends, and now she likes one of them, and it ends up being her demise. I mean, it's just yeah, and, and in a terrible at way. At 16, being like, oh, well, Adrian likes Corey, so I'm just going to kill her. Yeah, I mean, who thinks that way? I mean, who? Who? <laughs> I don't get it. But I, I feel like it goes back to this group that they've been listening to because even when you describe that jiglet or giglet or what however it is that they're jiglet. I mean I know that they're considered being followers of it mentions it being a psychopathic yeah it's psychopathic thing. it's um 
like I'm gonna slit your throat. I'm gonna. Yeah, if you were, this is bang. where we as parents need to be watching and paying attention to what our children are listening to and doing. Do if you don't want to listen to them, at least do a little bit of research on it. When you find when the word psychopath comes into it. Okay, we're Run. out of that. We're not watching it. We're not listening to it. We're not, no Run. videos, no no music. I'm not buying you tapes. We're not, you know, anything like that. You want to get them away from that. Yeah, all I could find was them on YouTube. I don't think they actually, I don't know if they're really considered that big of. I hope thing. not. I, I but hope not. three but... kids in this area are heavily involved in it. And it sounds like maybe four with this Nathan. He might have been. He could have been. I don't really. He was know definitely church. psychopathic. He was crazy. Crazy, crazy. First thing he thinks is grab a hacksaw. Let's go. No. <laughs> and excited about it. He was right? excited. Yeah, I mean, it's scary to think that when you when you can't get rid of this body and you go, you know what? I don't know. What are we gonna do? Oh, let's call Nathan. He'll do it. Everybody knows Nathan's just dying to cut somebody up and take care of it. What is wrong with people? Well, what is wrong with the fact that Sarah can make all of these boys do this stuff for her? She's that manipulative and that, like, I've listened to so many things about alphas, but she's like an alpha male who can just make anybody and just do what she wants them to do and has no no regards for it. She's there are definitely people with that alpha personality that are just run things and they're in charge and they seem to have anybody that's around them seems to follow them. And we find that a lot in a teenage situation where yeah. there's always that one person. I mean, even like we discussed that Mean Girls movie, there was always that one girl that was the head of it and everybody else just followed no matter what she was doing. They want they think she's cool and they want to be like that. And so it seems to me like she was that particular person that everybody wanted to, she was in this, even though it was a small clan of them, she was the, the leader of that portion of it. And so they just all followed her. That is the scary thing about teenagers. And we, as and parents, we try to teach you to, we try and teach our teenager, don't be the, be the leader. Don't be the follower. But there are some ki kids just, some kids are just natural born leaders and everybody will just follow them. Others, it takes them a little longer to be that leader. They have to work their way into it and stuff. But we really and truly, even though we want to teach our kids to be, to be leaders and not followers, we just want to make sure that we under, that they understand what, if they're going to follow somebody, make sure that they're responsible people. Not crazies. Don't be following the crazies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I know. It is, it's, <sighs> it's very sca scared. I mean, this was even in 2005. So imagine now. I mean, this has been almost yeah. 20 years. Uh, I know. Oh, like eight, see, that, like just, that, that just stabs my heart a little. Don't. I know. 2005 was like yesterday. Okay. Okay. Not 17 years ago. Jeez and crackers. Yeah. <sighs> well, they did interview her classmates about this, and they did tell the police that Corey was actually, 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 mm -hmm. actually obsessed with Sarah, and he would do anything for her. So that goes right back to the whole alpha pack thing and all of do that. we have a picture does. of sarah yes i mean is she all that in a bag of chips because really um right now i mean i cannot imagine that... she's got really short hair spiky um i mean she's not she's pretty what'd she but... look like then do we have a picture of her then uh, she had longer hair then, uh, and I do have that one, so I'm... I don't know how to share my thing with you. Look her up, Sarah Kolb. Sarah C-O-L-B. -E. Kolb. 
Okay, well, I gotta find my mouse soon. Okay. K-O-L-B. Okay, I'm gonna search her up, guys. Yeah, look at this woman. While you're at it, look at Craig. <laughs> Corey Gregory. I don't know why I'm gonna call him Craig. I'm picking out new names for him. Pick him out. Okay. Oh. 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 Yeah. Okay. Um. Very masculine. Now the one. The one with the hair. She looks is, pretty. Is, the one I'm seeing. Okay. The the dark haired one is that Adrian or is that Sarah? Hold on. I see a picture of three of them and. Corey is obviously the guy, um, obviously. but there's two pi a picture of two girls, and one's dark-haired and one's blonde-haired. Okay, I believe the dark-haired one is Adrian, and then the blonde one is... Sarah. Oh, Sarah. wait, I just see the... Oh, I just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just now seeing the picture of... Oh... Before the trial and after, with her hair all shaved and just long bangs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's real attractive. Now, I have to say, now out of these, Adrian is the pretty one. <laughs> she's very pretty. And I, have, and I don't see what she I saw in... good pictures of her. I don't see what she saw in Corey either. He's, um... I mean, I, I have to say, some of his pictures as we go along are getting better. He's He's growing into some of his looks he's he's much more handsome sarah is i mean sarah is not bad looking at all i mean they're not it's not like they have a bunch of uglies running around you know she's i mean they're all nicer looking and don't i wouldn't have thought this but i don't know what they were i yeah. don't know, I don't it, know they don't that. seem it, it's they seem like normal people, normal kids. You wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily go, well, no, I don't want you hanging out with them because the way they look. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's the problem. We all have this image of a killer or psychopath or crazy, crazy. And they're right. just normal looking people. That's why we need to do our due diligence and stalk our children. Yeah, I mean that it it is so it is so true because we think, and before you start researching these crimes and doing this, you start you think that a killer looks you know they're gonna look crazy. I'm not gonna have anything. My kid is not gonna hang out with them. But then when you start looking into it and doing it, you're like they don't look any different than any other teenager. They're just there's nothing you can't. There's a physical appearance that. In our head, we think one thing, but when we actually see these people, they're, it's not like that. They're, they're just not like that. It, mm -hmm. It's not. Mm-mm. Okay, so, do you want to get into the charges? And I'm going in just the tiniest bit into their, into their court and all of that. I really don't do, I don't really like to get involved in all of that. I just want to know if they've been guilty and if they've been... Yeah, I do want to prosecuted. Hope that they've been convicted, yeah. Yes. So, Sarah Kolb and Corey Gregory were both charged with first-degree murder and concealment of a homicide. On February 1st, 2005. So, this was just a couple of weeks later they were already charged. So, good for Illinois police. Yeah. Sarah Cole was the first one to go to trial, which her trial started on October 31st, 2005. But her retrial was on February 1st, 2006. She was guilty, found guilty on all counts, and, re and sentenced to 38 years in prison for first-degree murder and then five years for concealment and serving her sentence at Dwight Correctional Center. Now... <clears throat> Adrian's stepmom, Joanna Reynolds, wrote and spoke to the judge before her final sentencing. And so I'm going to quote this because I just feel like, I feel like they need to, their voices need to be heard 
on all right of this kids. is the step As, this is adrian's stepmom you said this is adrian's stepmom i'm sure the okay. mother and the father are having a very difficult time and can't speak so she's gonna help speak for speak them. for the family yeah hmm. so your honor and i'm serious this is quoted straight from them not i'm not doing anything else this is straight from the uh documentary thing that i saw on which is gonna be listed your honor this is the hardest letter I've had to write. Starting from the beginning, when I realized Adrian was missing, Tony and I were frantic. We started making phone calls to everyone we could think of. When I finally got a hold of Sarah, she was cool as ice. Sarah told the story about how she left Adrian at McDonald's after an argument. Sarah was very sincere. After five days of hell, we learned Adrian was dead. That wasn't the, that's the worst news a parent can receive. We had to hear from the media that Adrian's body was dismembered. I can't Ugh. begin to tell you the vision I have in my head. I have had to get counseling. I had to go to the doctor to get sleeping pills, which I still take today. I still have problems going out in public and having fun going out in public to have fun because I feel it is not right to have fun after Adrian's murder. Your Honor, let me tell you a little bit about Adrian. Adrian was a 16-year-old girl who liked boys. Adrian came home, came here from Texas to start her life over. Like most families, we had problems, but together we were going through we were going through counseling. Adrian got through to my heart, and I never got a chance to tell her I love her. I miss her, Your Honor. Adrian had dreams. She wanted to, she wanted to be an American Idol. She loved to sing. Adrian wanted to design, uh, wanted to be a designer on detail paintings on cars. We were planning her graduation party. She was working very hard to get her GED. Adrian had dreams of becoming a Marine. Your Honor, since January 21st, 2005, I have not been able to stop thinking about the horror Adrian had, had to go through. To th I think about Adrian crying in the car. I think about Adrian being strangled. I think about Adrian's burned body. I think about... Her head and arms being being in the manhole. Your Honor, what kind of person can do this? Your Honor, Sarah asked for a fair trial, and she got it. But what about Adrian? Sarah didn't give Adrian a fair trial. She tried and convicted her and gave Adrian the death penalty. Adrian just wanted to be Sarah's friend. Because Sarah cannot receive the death penalty, because she has law to protect her, I ask that I ask you give her the max because she is evil enough to cut someone up to cut up Adrian's body I ask I ask you to give her the max because Sarah showed no remorse I ask you give her the mask the max because Adrian is not ever coming home I ask you give her the max Adrian just was just wasn't anyone she was Adrian Lee Reynolds and I want her to come home. Your Honor, this could, this could, this could have been anyone's daughter. Please give her the max. Your Honor, please do not take into consideration that Corey Gregory got 40 years and Sarah Kolb is the leader of the pack. Sarah Kolb is the, is the one who ordered Adrian's death. Your Honor, Sarah Culp is a cold-blooded killer. She had she shows no emotions. She is not sorry that she killed Adrian. She's sorry she got caught. In her phone call to the police, she was cold as ice. Sarah Culp was in control of the whole situation. Your Honor, 60 years is nothing compared to what Adrian Reynolds got. I just want her to come home. Please give Sarah the max. Thank you. Your Honor. Wow. Yeah. That I would hope worked and that he did give her the maximum sentence. 
Unfortunately, he did not. He still gave her 38 <sighs> years for first-degree murder and five years for concealment. And she is serving her sentence at White Correctional uh, Center. Corey Gregory. Do we know when she is up for parole? No, it didn't state anything about her parole on her, like, when you look her up, there's like a record that shows right. up for her with her picture. And it didn't say anything about when she's eligible for parole. But, I mean, I mean, she didn't get that bitch. It's not even a full six, it's not even 60 years. 38. I mean, I know she was 16 and we want to say, as a parent, we go, our 16 year old kid doesn't know it, know exactly what they were doing. But I think that as a parent, if you had been 16 and you had killed somebody, you knew what you were doing. You were at 16. You might not be ready to live on your own, but you know, you are an adult in the sense of, you know what you're doing and you know the difference between right and wrong. And you know that that's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You full heartedly knew what was going on and you still did it. So. And she manipulated others into going along with her and following and doing these things with her. These are the ones that it seems to me like Corey got 40 years, they said. Um, and she Corey only got Gre 38. Yeah. Corey Gregory pleaded guilty to all the charges against him on July 10th, 2006. Um, he was sentenced 40 years for first degree murder and five years for concealment. He had a, he had a harder charge. And he pled guilty. Yeah, he pled guilty and got more than she got when she went to a trial. She went to a trial. She's the one who actually took the belt. She and took she's the, the one who actually she's committed the, the murder. Actually, yeah, she actually committed. He, he was an accessory. He was yeah. Well, he was an accessory well, because he held her down, and he was and and he wasn't driving when it when the murder right. occurred, but. It, but then he was into it. Now, what did Nathan get? Okay. Um, Corey served his, uh, serving his sentence at Menard Correctional Facility. Menard, uh-huh. Menard. And then Nathan got it, was charged with concealment for helping dismember Adrian's body, and he pled guilty. Nathan was charged as a minor, and he only got five years in a juvenile facility. He was released on November 11th, 2008, after serving four years. But Nathan got it, died um, in an automobile accident on April 16th, 2012, in Indiana. Mm. Well, I do hate to hear that he that he died in a in in a car accident like that. But I have to say that five years for cutting up this child's body and getting there was something wrong with that boy mentally and you don't, they only gave him five like a, years. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he got, maybe he got help. some treatment while he was in there. Hopefully. I don't know. Hopefully. Maybe I being, like they all need it. I do feel like they all need it, but I feel like if they're in, in juvenile, he probably had a better chance of getting some sort of help, some sort of mental help than he does once they go into a regular prison and they're tried as an adult. Being tried as a juvenile, I would think he would get more psychological help than he Hopefully. would. Because it seems to be once they get into a regular facility, they're tried as an adult and get into a regular facility and things like that. There's not really any mental no real psychotherapy or anything to help them. They just get out and go back to being crazies. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. I feel like yeah, if you're going oh. to let people, if you're going to let people out and they have done something this horrific, they should have some type of counseling before you, or psycho, not psychotherapy, but evaluations yeah, well, to make sure that they're not going to do it again. Right. I think there should always be a, there should always be a contingency of, even if you've got, you know, you got 38 years and you have to do the whole 38 years. But the, at the end of that 38 years, you should be um, analyzed 
and looked at by think uh, as by a, a psychologist or a psych or a psychotherapist or something that would say, yeah, I think maybe they are ready to get back into society now. And if that person says, uh, no, I don't think so. I think they're going to redo this. Then we say, okay, then let's just leave them in there. I don't know. I mean, it, then again, that's, I mean, I know why it's not because then it's not really fair. You're not, you've never really done your time and you've never really paid for your crime or whatever, but I don't know. I think that things like this are, you're never going to pay for that crime, no matter how long it is. No, you're not. Because that that crime is never going to be paid for when you're just in jail and they're you killed the other person and they're dead and and yeah, I feel so much. Yeah, I feel so much for these parents because in their mind and in my mind, Adrian was killed three times. She was killed in that back seat when they strangled her, beat her and strangled her. She was killed again when they burned her body. And then she was killed again when they cut her up and and put her in two different places. Yeah. I you know, that's your child. That is your baby. And to know that she was hurt there. And yes, she was technically already dead once they burned her. But as a parent, no. Strangled. She wasn't. That was still my baby. No, when they strangled her, she was dead. Then they take her and they move her to another area. And then they burn her. And yes, she was dead already when they burned her. But as a parent, that was my baby and they just burned my baby. So they just killed her again. And then when that didn't work, then they bring somebody else in and they cut her body up and yes she's already dead they strangled her they burned her but again that's my baby you just killed my baby by cutting her up i mean you know i can't imagine the feelings and so yeah i mean joanne's letter to the judge and her reading it to the judge i just i could not imagine how difficult it was for her being a stepmother with that much passion involved in that being just a stepmother who really and truly we don't know I don't know how long they'd been married so maybe she knew Adrian really well but Adrian had only been living with her for a couple of months and she said they were in therapy because things weren't going that well you know I'm sure that when she came up she was probably angry and had some things and so they were trying to do everything right and following it. And she's now, she by that time, she was beginning to love her and fall in love with her and then to have her taken away. So what about these parents that have loved her for all these years? I know. And then... The thing, uh, now, I did find a little bit about them afterwards. And they said in an interview thing that they're not like the... I don't know if it's the police that need to involve them or it's the court. The court is not telling them whenever another uh, hearing or anything to do with Adrian Reynolds' death mm. comes up in court. So they're having a very hard time finding out about it so that they can come because Adrian can't talk for herself. So they need to be there right. for her. And right. they were talking about that on there. And they try to go to everything still. Even if it is that they're just moving the... They're moving him from... Or moving her from one jail to another. They're supposed to know about it. They, ha I think that they have the right... They should have the right to know about that. Any family member should always have the right to know about that. But I think that's different in different states. It appears. So apparently it's Illinois that is not giving them those updates as they should. And that is shame on Illinois. Yeah. For not so, letting them know these I things. Just, I, I feel for them. They still just, they were just in tears over it. I mean, Because this means that, that when Adrian, or when, not Adrian, I'm sorry. When Sarah comes up for parole or uh, Corey comes up for parole... They're never, if they don't know about it, they can't show up and say, hey, we don't want them on parole because this is what they did. This is what they did to my daughter. This is what, you know, every parole hearing should be able 
there should be a family member there if they want to be. Yeah. I mean, I know there are some family members. I know some family members just can't. They have to move on and they just can't continue to hold on. And I am not going to fault them for that either. But I am also, if they want to be there, there, you have, you should have the right to be there. Totally agree with that. Um, So it's it's a hard mm. one. Hard pill to swallow on this one. So I feel for this family. Yeah. I mean, I just, I I can't imagine. (sighs) Terrible, terrible. Yeah. So this brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you for listening to Mama's Nightmare. If you enjoyed our show, please leave us a five-star rating or a comment on Podbean, Spotify, um, think it's on google podcast audible amazon music and also on samsung podcast i am looking into putting it on apple podcast right now I'm trying to work on it it's- i can't find us on google yet we still have to work with them too okay so google is another one we have to work for but please leave us a comment anything even just one word it helps us create an algorithm and helps us get our name out You can also hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss out on next week's nightmare where we'll be, uh, it says I'll be telling Alicia, but I'm not sure if it'll be me or if it's going to be Alicia telling us about it, about the Maryville Pilchuck High School shooting. Um, We do have a Facebook and Instagram, which is at Mama's Nightmare Pod, where we'll be posting pictures from each episode. Also, if you have any suggestions on cases you would like us to cover, please email us at mamasnightmarepod at gmail.com. Until next time, this is Alicia. And Rhonda. And we hope you have nothing but sweet dreams. Bye. Goodbye.